Chapter Fourteen of Gunsight Pass: How Oil Came to the Cattle Country and Brought a New West by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Ten years. All the way back to Denver, while the train ran down through the narrow, crooked canyon, Dave's mind dwelt in a penumbra of horror. It was impossible he could have killed Doble. He kept telling himself, he had fired back into the night without aim. He had not even tried to hit the men who were shooting at him. It must be some ghastly joke. Nonetheless, he knew by the dull ache in his heart that this awful thing had fastened on him and that he would have to pay the penalty. He had killed a man, snuffed out his life wantonly as a result of taking the law into his own hands. The knowledge of what he had done shook him to the soul. It remained with him in the background of his mind up to and through his trial. What shook his nerve was the fact that he had taken a life, not the certainty of the punishment that must follow. West called to see him at the jail, and to the cattleman Dave told the story exactly as it had happened. The owner of the fifty-four quarter circle walked up and down the cell, rumpling his hair. "'Boy, why didn't you let on to me what you was figuring on pulling off?' I knew you was some bull-hated, but I thought you had a lick of sense left. Wished I had, said Dave miserably. Well, what's done is done. No use crying over the bust-up. We'll better fix up whatever's left from the smash. First off, we'll get a lawyer, I reckon. I got a little money left. Twenty-six dollars, spoke up Dave timidly. Maybe that's all he'll want. West smiled at this babe in the woods. It'll last as long as a snowball, and you know where if he's like some lawyers I met up with. It did not take the lawyer whom West engaged long to decide on the line the defense must take. We'll show that Miller and Doble were crooks and that they had wronged Sanders. That will count a lot with a jury, he told West. We'll admit the killing and claim self-defense. The day before the trial, Dave was sitting in his cell, cheerlessly reading a newspaper when visitors were announced. At sight of Emerson Crawford and Bob Hart, he choked in his throat. Tears brimmed in his eyes. Nobody could have been kinder to him than West had been, but these were home folks. He had known them many years. Their kindness in coming melted his heart. He gripped their hands, but found himself unable to say anything in answer to their greetings. He was afraid to trust his voice, and he was ashamed of his emotion. "'The boys are for you strong, Dave. We all figure you done right. Steve says he wouldn't worry none if you got Miller, too,' Bob breezed on. "'That's no way to talk, son,' reproved Crawford. "'It's bad enough right as it is without you boys wanting it any worse. But don't you get downhearted, Dave. We're allowing to stand by you to a finish. It ain't as if you got a good man.' Doble was a mean-hearted scoundrel if ever I met up with one. He's no loss to society. We're going to show the jury that, too. They did. By the time Crawford, Hart, and a pair of victims who had been trapped by the Sharpers had testified about Miller and Doble, these worthies had no shred of reputation left with the jury. It was shown that they had robbed the defendant of the horse he had trained and that he had gone to a lawyer and found no legal redress within his means but Dave was unable to prove self-defense. Miller stuck doggedly to his story, 
The cowpuncher had fired the first shot. He had continued to fire, though he must have seen Doble sink to the ground immediately. Moreover, the testimony of the doctor showed that the fatal shot had taken effect at close range. Just prior to this time, there had been an unusual number of killings in Denver. The newspapers had stirred up a public sentiment for stricter enforcement of the law. They had claimed that both judges and juries were too easy on the gunmen who committed these crimes. Now they asked if this cowboy killer was going to be allowed to escape. Dave was tried when this wave of feeling was at its height, and he was a victim of it. The jury found him guilty of murder in the second degree. The judge sentenced him to ten years in the penitentiary. When Bob Hart came to say goodbye before Dave was removed to Canyon City, the young range rider almost broke down. He was greatly distressed at the misfortune that had befallen his friend. "'We're going to stay with this, Dave. You know Crawford. He goes through when he starts. Soon as there's a chance, we'll hit the governor for a pardon. It's a damn shame, old pal. That's what it is.' Dave nodded. A lump in his throat interfered with speech. "'The old man lent me money to buy Chiquito, and I'm going to keep the Pinto till you get out.' "'That'll help pay your lawyer,' continued Bob. "'One thing more. "'You're not the only one that's liable to be sent up. "'Miller's on the way back to Malapi. "'If he don't get a term for hoss-stealing, I'm a liar. "'We got a dead-open-and-shut case against him.' "'The guard who was to take Dave to the penitentiary bustled in cheerfully. "'All right, boys. "'If you're ready, we'll be moving down to the depot.' "'The friends shook hands again. End of chapter 14